Let it rip. Welcome back to Bankrupt Overland. Back at it with the regulars. What's up, guys? What's up, man? What's happening, guys? We are coming to you live from the cold, cold picture background of my Zoom. (laughs) It is the dead of winter here in the southeast portion of the United States. Uh, So if you've been getting out, you've been getting out in the snow, you've been getting out in the cold. And so we figured Mm -hmm. let's talk about snow and cold and how to get out there and do it, have fun and stay safe and make sure you got stuff to, you know, if you get stuck, you're not going to die in a day or two or, you know, Nope. A lot of people don't think about that, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. That is something uh, that you don't think about. So yeah, some cool stuff tonight, but before we jump into all that, uh, y'all do anything fun while it snowed in the last week here. No, Jeff, I see a picture. <laughs> kind of nice little segue. <laughs> nice little what yeah. you were doing this weekend in the snow. Yeah, so I did get out in the snow. I did go camping. Um, we had a big snowstorm for pretty much Tennessee, North Carolina, kind of all the way up um, that whole stretch, oh, yeah. uh, probably Ohio and whatnot. So, um, like always, it was a last last minute thing um (laughs) friday night worked a little late and then i was like i want to go camping one of my buddies was going to be in teleco plains and he was doing a boys trip but i had to bring the kids with me so i'm like okay i'm not gonna go there woke up saturday and one of my buddies uh isaac um he was going to cade's cove in the smoky mountains it's a campground up in the smoky mountains a beautiful spot if you guys haven't ever been there and uh he's like there's tons of campsites and he gave me his campsite number and i went on uh you know reserve america and saw that there was tons of campsites and obviously because no one wants to camp when there's gonna be you know six to eight inches of snow so booked a campsite found one right next to him and uh that was saturday i think morning around nice (laughs) <laughs> and told the wife, I'm like, Hey, uh, I'm going camping. She's like, uh, well, that's kind of last minute. I'm like, I'm bringing the kids. And she's like, Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the tone changed nice. completely, which, you know, is always my go-to. If I bring the kids, I can go anytime I want. So that's kind of cool. Nice. Um, so yeah, packed up the trailer, packed up the car, but before mm. all that happened, um, I typically use my riding mower to get the trailer out of the backyard because it's just so easy to maneuver. The trailer sure. only weighs, you know, I don't know, 800 pounds unloaded. So it's nothing. Well, it's so cold out that the battery was just completely shot and I couldn't start it. Like the fuel, I bet is like just gummed up in there. Cause I didn't prepare it and it's been sitting outside. So I'm like, I'll just bring the land cruiser back there. <clears throat> I had it back there last the weekend before camping in the backyard with the kids. So that's yeah, no big deal. Well, hook up the trailer, <clears throat> pull it out of the basement garage down there, and I stop to back up, and all of a sudden, I'm spinning tires. I'm like, oh, God, this is not good. So, of course, <laughs> I get out, post the story on my Instagram, like, this is why you have lockers. Lockers are the best <laughs> in the world. Get in all cocky, put it in four low, lock the rear. I'm like, I'm not going to need the front. It's just my backyard. Nope. 
buried just full spin <laughs> all four tires. Wow. Lock the front, you know, all tires are spinning. I get out and I'm like, damn, this is not good. I have trenches in my backyard now. Um, <laughs> continued to record videos and realized that I had to get out and unhook the trailer. Then I was able to back forward, back forwards, get enough momentum to get my cruiser out. Mm-hmm. Then I parked it on the cement pad and hooked up the winch to the trailer and I drug <laughs> the trailer around. So I have now in my own backyard used lockers, four low, <laughs> and a winch to get unstuck. So that's, that's impressive. That's really that's a, impressive. <laughs> that's a new one. And I haven't even gone out to the snow for the weekend yet. So um now let me let me preface this by saying like when when you say your backyard it's a fenced in backyard it's not like tens of you know or hundreds of acres as a backyard it's a fenced in residential backyard that you got yeah yeah i have an hoa yeah (laughs) yeah i have an hoa yeah um yeah it's a little over an acre so it's nothing big it's not like i live in some ranch in tennessee yeah so your backyard you know on the on the bright side, silver lining, you got to use all of your toys before you even started the trip. Yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> you know, when is, you get to click is. the lockers on, that's a fun, that's a fun day normally, you know? Yeah. It it does usually mean a smile on the face, but this time there was no smile on the face because I was waiting for my wife to look outside and see the trenches in the backyard. <laughs> so after I get all that, after I use the winch and pull it around, I think Will sends me a message. That's why you need some traction boards. I'm like, <laughs> God damn it, Will. <laughs> Shout out to us or William that's selling some yeah. blemish traction boards right now. <laughs> yeah. Don't you have traction so, boards, Jeff? Well, that's the next part that I just oh. get into, and you just blew <laughs> it. Uh, well, just, just took the whole plot. Now go, Mel. <laughs> so, so I'm kind of frazzled, and I'm like, I'll just go into the into the garage and grab my four traction boards that I have. <laughs> I walked up there to grab them. And then I realized that I was already out of what I was in. So I didn't need them anymore. So yes, I do have traction boards. I still have yet to use them on anything. Could have used them on my backyard, but yeah. Um, Damn. That was just the start of it. So, <laughs> so the, tell us about this trip you went on. So yeah, we went to <laughs> after you got out of your backyard. <laughs> that, was, that was the trip. That was that the was trip. trip. All right. you, you packed it all was up. That it? Back home. <laughs> yeah, that was the trip. <laughs> no, so yeah, loaded up the kids. Um, it was supposed to be snow on Saturday night, mm. Sunday, Monday, basically three days of snow. And hopped in the car, drove up there. Um, it's just it's for, for if you don't know where the Smoky Mountains are, it's just kind of uh east of knoxville kind of southeast of knoxville in that area um it's about two and a half two and a half three hours from from chattanooga same kind of from nashville nice. yeah so my buddy isaac already got there um there's no cell reception so i didn't know how it was so I just drove up there blind get up there we set up our tent or set up the set up the trailer set up you know all the stuff you know cook cook pizzas i brought the pizza oven um, we, we did it up. So I got everything set up and we're sitting around the campfire or sorry, we're no, we are sitting around the campfire. We're sitting around the campfire, mm-hmm. just finished dinner. And all of a sudden I see flashing lights, blue and reds. I'm yeah. like, what's going on? 
So huh. the park ranger comes around and said, Hey, he basically went to every campsite and base told everyone that we're shutting down the campground. The, the we're shutting down the main road that goes to the campground. It's about a 15 minute drive mm-hmm. and they're locking the gates tonight. So we're on our own. Like you can't get out. We're, we're stuck wow. up there. Yeah. Um, and they're like, well, there's a phone by the ranger station if you need to call 911, but that's pretty much your only lifeline. Mm-hmm. So there was going to be 40 to 70, 70 mile per hour wind gusts. And we were camping, you know, surrounded by trees. So what's the first thing that I do is like, nope, because I had a close call already once at Franklin yep. State Forest when you were there, Steve. Oh, yeah. That was scary, man. So. Yeah, me and uh, Isaac and Summer, we were all like, yeah, that's not happening. So we packed up camp, drove probably not even a quarter mile to the big ranger station parking lot in like the day use area. Mm -hmm. And we just set up our camp there for the night. And sure enough, it got pretty windy. No trees fell down or anything near us, but it got windy enough to where you would have been up kind of all night looking around and kind of seeing if something was going to fall on you. Sure. So yeah, I woke up in the morning, um, talked to the Rangers. They said, yeah, the winds are going to die down. You're good to go. So we moved our camp back to our original camp spot and set up for snow. Cause it was going to start snowing. Um, oh, so at this point it hadn't snowed. Hadn't snowed. No, it ah, rained okay. all, it rained all night. It did the temperature yeah. didn't drop enough. So oh, okay. gotcha. um, it wasn't dropping until the morning. So that's why they closed the roads because of the freezing yeah. okay. whatever ice. So set up tent. And this is where, you know, I kind of want to have the discussion of like doing things on a budget. Mm-hmm. Um, I use a Costco easy up awning. It's like a 12 by 12, you know, easy up awning. Mm-hmm. And that protected us for the whole weekend. Um, super easy to set up, very budget friendly. Yeah, You can take and use it wherever you want. You can move it away from the car, you know, because some places, if you're camping in the campground, you can't park your car right where you're going to be sure. staying sometimes. So um, that was a nice thing to set up. And it pretty much covered, you know, a 12 foot by 12 foot square. So we backed that up to the back of the trailer. Then mm-hmm. I pulled my car in and set up my awning across the gap between the trailer and the car. So we had a cooking area and then nice. we had all of our lights and set up and stuff there. So yeah, it started snowing midday, pretty much snowed throughout the whole night. And we got maybe a three, three, four inches of snow, probably not a ton, but enough nice. to, yeah. to have fun and, you know, build snowmen and all that kind of stuff and, you know, make it, you know, pretty and the yeah, trees were definitely. covered and whatnot. So, and was yeah, Isaac's up, daughter with you? Yeah, yeah, she oh, was. I bet she had a lot of fun then. Yeah. Oh yeah, all the kids were just yep. going nuts, you know, <laughs> jumping in and out of the trailer and, yeah. and whatnot. And yeah, then we, um, the ranger came around and said, "Hey, the roads are going to be closed until about midday on Monday because mm-hmm. of the ice." So, yeah. we got out. I had to unhook my car from the trailer. Mm-hmm. I aired down my tires to about 12 PSI mm-hmm. and we went out to kind of scout the roads and right at the entrance of where the campground was, the gate was pretty much like halfway closed. Like, Hey, it's mm-hmm. closed, but yeah. if you want to risk it, you can do it. Right. And sitting at the top of the Hill was a fully built Tacoma on like 35s. Mm. Um, and he said that he tried going down it 
and was super sketched out and he turned around. So I was like, oof, yeah, yeah. I'm going down there with a trailer. Let's just wait. So they, you know, they plowed and sanded, put applied sand to the roads and whatnot, yeah. um, which was, which was nice. And we ended up getting out of there around 12 o'clock um, okay. on Monday, yeah. Monday uh, morning, afternoon ish. Nice. But yeah, it was fun. Man. Yeah. Sounds like you had a lot of fun. Was the was the snow like the super powdery snow? Because we got uh, quite a bit of snow. I think we got a total of, I guess, a day. What was that? Saturday ish, whatever mm-hmm. that was. Yeah. Uh, at least where I live, we got probably a total of six inches of snowfall. Uh, but it was all like the really heavy wet snow, so it all kind of compacted. Uh, was y'all's heavy wet or was it just powdery? It was pretty powdery. It was pretty soft oh, and powdery. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was It was nice. I mean, sitting on top of the car and the awnings and the, the picnic bench. I mean, it was solid. Nice. Uh, it was some good quality snow. Nice. So. Nice. Nice. That sounds like you had a fun weekend. Got out to enjoy it. It was. It was nice. Definitely have to be prepared, though. I think of that's course. what we're going to talk about a little bit yeah. tonight. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Steve, did you uh, jog it out in the snow? Did you get to get back out? Yeah, I got I got back out. I'm, I was mainly running some errands. Um, I did notice, I guess, for whatever reason, as I was driving around the little plastic, um, it's not a skid plate, whatever, the, the aerodynamics um, behind the, the factory metal skid plate on, on the Lexus. Uh, I lost one of the bolts, so it's just kind of hanging down. I think a lot of snow got kind of kicked up in there. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, and then just hanging down one day. And then I got a quick-release awning uh, put onto my tent. So um, for a couple of years, maybe, I guess two years now, however long I've had that awning, I had just like a – I made it myself. I just hammered an L bracket that came with the awning to like a – an S and that's what I've used and but it stuck out like God, almost, it seemed like five inches. It wasn't more like three inches from the tent or something. So I picked up Iron Man four by fours, uh, quick release awning kit thing. Uh, got that installed and it works out fantastic. It's about 30 seconds to get my awning on and off, which is a, a lot nicer. That's than, <laughs> yeah. That's it's, really cool. Yeah. It's just like two, two little hooks. And what's really cool about it is, I haven't really figured this part out of, about it yet, but you can actually have your awning as like a freestanding awning if you get two more awning poles, right? So there's two poles. There's technically, mm-hmm. well, there's the, the lateral poles that extend from the, the base of it and then two horizontal poles. I said that backwards. Anyways, you know how an awning is. But then if you get two more um, just regular awning poles, you can detach the awning from... Um, your vehicle and then have it as a freestanding awning, which is actually kind of cool. So you can put the awning up and then drive off, which is that's cool. Or you can position the awning. If it's kind of in your situation, Jeff, it's not conducive, not always conducive to have an awning attached to your vehicle. So I can set up an awning away from it if I need to. So, um, yeah, that so was, that's the thought is, so you, I mean, how many times have you like, wanted the awning on the other side of the vehicle or like had to maneuver the vehicle to turn it around. So yeah. Could you buy another set of brackets and you could be able to swap it left to right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to actually, excuse me. I'm going to actually pick up a second pair. I might pick up a third pair of brackets and I'll tell you why in just a second, but at least another pair of brackets because I can attach both brackets on both sides of my tent 
And then exactly what you said, Jeff, if, if I want my vehicle positioned a certain way, but I still need to use my awning, I pull those little cotter pins out, flip the awning around, and then it's on the other side and now it's perfect. Uh, I'm thinking about a third set of brackets because I can mount those brackets in my garage and then have the awning up off the floor of the garage when I'm not, you know, using it. So that's nifty. Uh, mm-hmm. So actually Iron Man sent me a message and said, yeah, you can even like unroll your awning in your garage if it's on the, the, the mounts in your garage and you could let it dry out in your garage. So I was like, okay, that's pretty awesome actually. Um, that's better than mine just droped yeah. <laughs> uh, over the side of my car right now because it's just yeah. all wet. <laughs> that, that reminds me, I forgot to air my awning out after Colorado. Ooh. That that's like six cool. months ago. Oh, you still haven't taken it up? Nah. nah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you better get that white vinegar, oh, man. man. <laughs> you. No, I, I think a lot of modern awnings have like uh, anti fungal or antimicrobial something or another yeah. spray, but six months it's, of sitting in humidity. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh it, it's it's broken also right now. Um at the rally it it started like waving back and forth like the rivets oh. on the actual pole that run along the back of the awning of, like oh. came out like three of them came out That's and I kept good. hearing this like ding 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 and <laughs> We thought I'd broke something on the rally, and it was just this awning, awning. Was slapping the the metal thing, and so we yeah. just naturally put a zip tie around it and sent it. Yeah, but I Forgot took it off the it. truck, <laughs> and it's been sitting <laughs> over there in the corner. And Uh-oh. as you were talking about airing it out, I'm like, you know, I never actually aired Uh-oh. that thing out after I left Colorado. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> man, that's that's rough. But yeah, yeah. so I mean. Nothing, nothing as awesome as Jeff, but I still got, you know, a little mod in. Uh, I am planning on redoing uh, a little bit of my 12 volt system. Uh, I want to kind of clean up the battery. My house battery has all sorts of stuff attached to the positive pole. So I picked up a little, um, I'll sense you on the video. I can show you this little bus bar. Show me. Yeah. Yeah. Distribution block. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like a little bus bar. And what this allowed me to do is. Yeah, it allows me to just hook up any like additional accessories. Now, everything that I run that has power to it is a fuse block, but things like uh, the voltmeter and I have a couple other um, items that aren't necessarily uh, like you can hook up your fog lights and yeah, oh yeah, and this this is like a maximum of 150 amps continuous up to and then there's 20 amps per per stud so per little thing um plenty plenty of power yeah oh yeah more than i would ever want to do but yeah this was like 17 dollars shipped on from amazon so uh i'll eventually rewire my and i'm I'm thinking of putting my battery in a different location because right now it's where the the second row seat is going to go back into the truck so um just kind of getting some some kit to to relocate that battery somewhere a little bit more tidy it's never bad to do a version two no so <laughs> no you I learned a lot was, with the first one <laughs> yeah yeah and I've, I've had plenty of version uh rebuilds of the interior so yeah to, to your point jeff i've had tons well i say tons two and a half versions of the interior build and each time i think i've i've gotten much better at at organizing and, and things and this will be the same same way 
You nice. do have the most organized drawer system. <laughs> uh, I mean, you have like all those cuts and the yeah. foam. Like you got yeah, it. You got it set up. That's impressive. Yeah, my I anxiety goes down three notches when I saw your setup. <laughs> like, oh, you, you, yeah. you know where everything. How do you know where everything is all the time? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. like digging in bins. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I got something somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, I've learned early on that my rule of thumb is if I have to move one thing, uh, to get to something else, it's not efficient for me. So, um, I like everything one layer, uh, and the maximum I have to move one other thing. So I guess the, the really, the, the rule of thumb that I abide by is if I have to move one thing, it's okay. Not, not optimized. If I have to move two things, it's, I don't want it. I don't want any part of it. So that's why everything. What if so you need awesome. a flashlight and you have to dig through a <clears> bin? Uh, <laughs> my headlamps are attached to my, uh, um, headrests on the, the, <laughs> the front seats. So I just grabbed that. Pull. Asking, asking for, asking a for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's one thing after I realized, um, from this weekend is, you know, my camp box, it, I just keep throwing things in there yeah. <laughs> and, I need, yep. and I need to, I need to really remove half of the stuff. Cause I have, I have a lot of plates. I have like a bunch of bowls and mm-hmm. I have like two or three spatulas. It's like, I don't need three spatulas. Wow. Yeah. So I just keep adding stuff in there and it gets more full. And then when you mix like the food bin with like your, I don't know, cooking bin, then you're like, which one yep. is it in? So I really, I really want to get a drawer mm-hmm. for the, I really want to build, cause I have an open cubby. I want to do a drawer instead of the little takeout boxes that I have. Yep. So I think it'd be more organized yep. but at the same time. It's really nice to be able to remove the whole bin from the vehicle. Yeah. So I might do a drawer system with bins that fit in there that you can remove. So okay. you can like bring them over to the table or something, but. All you would really need is like a, a drawer front and a slide. Yeah, exactly. And then you could have those a... bins removed and you don't need any sort of like, when I say slide, you don't even need like drawer slides, like the metal ball bearings. Like my recovery drawer is literally just two pieces of um, plywood that I ripped that act as the, the glides. And then I yep. just have, it's wood on wood glide. So it's, it's super simple, no rattles or anything like that. So, yeah. Um, and then it saves I, me on space. Cause I get, to, I get like, I don't know, half inch on each side, which is an inch total of storage. So. Yeah. I imagine it like, um, you know, like the pullout drawer for like trash cans and kitchens that are like hidden. Mm-hmm. I imagine it like that where you could pull it out. And like, if you want to take the trash can out, that would be like your bin. Yeah. So, cause I, cause I'm kind of like, mix between trailer and car camping so it's it's kind of hard to get it ideal for everything sure so yeah i learned a lot from building that trailer on what to do and what not to do and ease of access but when it's snowing and it's 24 degrees out and you're digging through a bin looking for a lighter (laughs) not fun it's (laughs) not fun no definitely not yeah. yeah, that doesn't, doesn't. I just put I just put myself in that position, and it it did not feel good. My hands <laughs> yeah, are kind of cold and yeah. brittle, and just like even yeah, when you ooh. find the lighter, you can't even light it because your hands are so cold. Mm-hmm. And I don't it's like so wearing. Cold. Yeah, I don't like wearing gloves. I had gloves. I just don't like wearing them because you can't do things. You don't like your hands to be warm. No, <laughs> <laughs> basically no. 
He likes to suffer. Got it. I put him in my pocket. That's why he drives an 80 up a damn mountain. He likes to suffer. (laughs) Maybe you haven't found the right glove for you, sir. That's true. I do have like my snowboarding gloves from like 10 years ago. Oh, Lord. Those are that, four that's inches a little much for padding yeah little, much. <laughs> little uh, mittens trying to light get something. like a get like a good pair of buffalo buffalo high gloves okay. nice and subtle on the hand uh, okay okay or you can go a good classic carhartt glove um Ooh, i like yeah. to have a set of those in the truck because you can use them with the winch and mm-hmm. then if you just need to throw them on for warmth they're like you can get them dirty you can grab yeah. them a good set of like just twenty dollar maybe max Carhartt gloves. I don't know what they what they run for 15, 20 bucks, I think, something like that. Those okay. guys, those guys come in handy. I'm trying to I think bet. we got all kinds of gloves out there. If you really <laughs> want to get fancy, you can get a set of driving gloves, nice leather. I'm, I don't have a heated seat, so I don't need driving gloves. <laughs> have you have you driven with driving gloves? <laughs> No, he says no. No. <laughs> he said, no, I'm not that big. You bougie. don't know what you're missing out on. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Left him in my purse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, oh man. LJ, did rant. you do anything? You do anything? For no, me? no. Um, oh. Took the kids sledding after I nice. jumped the Land Cruiser off because my battery's going out, I guess. Yep. Uh, so that was fun. Um, Wonderful. I just use my little battery jumper offer thing that I have mm-hmm. in the car. It's really nice and nifty. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what company's on it. We're not sponsored by them, so we probably shouldn't say it anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. What you really need yeah. is like a wagon tech one, I think, right? Don't, yeah. Doesn't he make the, the jumpers? Yeah, there's, a lo- there's a lot of companies out there that make them. I uh-huh. bet somebody's listening to this one that might be one of those marketing uh, hey. departments. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Three, three jumper packs shipped <laughs> to Tennessee. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I had to do that. We, we went over and just, we went sledding down a hill, and then I took them for a hike over in a, lo- a local park around here just to right. get them out of the house, get away from our house, and let them see. I, I realized, like, we hadn't really driven. Uh, <laughs> Midland has left the chat. That's great. Uh, we haven't uh, really, I haven't really <laughs> driven out with them when it snowed. They've only, I've yeah. only stayed here. And if I've gone somewhere, I've kept them here just to not, you know, if something bad was to happen, rather yeah. just be me in the car than them. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, but since the roads were pretty clear because of the the attempts, um, yeah. we went out and yeah, I took them to a different spot. Went went hiking for. Probably three miles. They were, awesome. uh, yeah, they didn't really know what they were getting that. into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, awesome. But I was like, no, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to wear them out today. We're going to, yeah. we're going to get out and do this. <laughs> so, yeah. We, I mean, it was, it was probably over two hours because every bench we passed, we had to sit down, mm-hmm. take a break, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, we started following these deer tracks out there and ended up like Harper looks over, it's like the deer. And I was like, oh, oh, the deer, they're there. Wow. Yes. That's nice. amazing. <laughs> we ended up, you know, I don't know how that happened, but then Harper's like, I'm going to go pet it. And of course it's like, see, and it, you know, hops nope. off like a deer. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Well, you still uh, had an adventure then. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got out and, and, and had a little nice. fun, but now that was about it. Uh, we're in basketball awesome. season. So well, I had a basketball game and just nice. you know doing the doing the family thing on saturdays and sunday if we can find some time to get out yeah. and do something we're getting out definitely 
but nice. snow hikes are fun because it's just yeah. beautiful. Like it's just the whole, you see the, the whole world looks a little bit different for a day or two. Yeah. It's what's nice so about different. snow in the South is it's gone in like a day. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good thing. Cause snow for a long time gets really annoying. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine just, my house just melted. The neighborhood is just finally melting. Um, today it pretty much melted away. <clears throat> but yeah, we had we had a good amount. A couple people built some igloos in their front yard, so it's it's what? going away now. Nice. Yeah, like like how yeah. big igloos? Like how like six foot tall igloos? Or no, something? no, like kid, like two feet tall. Okay, like you could hey. kid could barely crawl inside. And igloos and igloo. Yeah, it, it was a lot of work for a kid. Yeah, yeah, that's serious. That's pretty impressive. You're 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 good to get a snowman out of me. Uh, yeah <laughs> it was yep. good snowman snow here in nashville i will say that yeah. there are a lot of snowmen around we made a snowman and then we destroyed it uh nice. like a dinosaur because that nice. is what they wanted that's to do and i was like do. yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course that's the first thing you do is you build it and you spend all that time and then you just destroy it it's the most fun yeah. part yeah it was fun it's good times you just gotta do uh, it so yeah that was about it so i got another thing on my land cruiser list i gotta get a battery uh at some point uh so i don't know when i'm gonna do that it's not not really too far my plans yeah at some point i want to get like a good one though you know one that meets the needs of the lifestyle so yeah. uh you know i don't know do well, that's what i was gonna that? ask that's what i was gonna ask is it was like a pretty is, good overland podcast topic right like battery's yeah. dead it's from 2018 so i feel like i kind of won in that uh whole scenario four years out of a battery solid yeah last two years it's been you know used and abused yeah no that's a pretty good i mean especially if you do any sort of like hydraulic stuff like winching and and stuff i mean that's Mm -hmm. um it's a pretty good lifespan out of a battery i mean even just for a standard like bso or something like Mm -hmm. legitimately just starting the battery every day or whatever it is so yeah. yeah, we can we can talk about batteries if we want to talk about that. I'll be down for that or quick quick snippet. Yeah. 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 So what what battery should I get, guys? So I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to like have to change anything. I just yeah, want to be able yeah. to put a battery back in. So yeah. that's a, that's a key part of the scenario for me. But I do want to add one of those those tender things you had. That mm-hmm. that looks like it would organize all the accessory wires that I currently have just you know screwed on to the oh you oh you bus. mean like the bus bar okay yeah yeah, yeah. the bus bar yeah so yeah. so yeah, you luckily you're, you're talking with yeah. yeah you're talking with two 12 volt experts here i mean really what, jeff, what? yeah <laughs> jeff is the one that taught me so if anything's wrong then it, it, it all filters down the to internet yeah are <laughs> not liable for your breakdown <laughs> there you go disclaimer this is not advice <laughs> yeah we're just having a conversation um, I did pop my hood this weekend talking to a guy with a cool Airstream, telling him about the DC to DC chargers. Nice. Because he had to run his generators to charge his batteries, and he did call a safety issue on my underneath my hood. Oh. Um, I have a paper towel shoved next to the battery, and that's my rag to wipe the oil dipstick off. Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't like that. Safety patrol doesn't like that. (laughs) No, safety (laughs) patrol. Where's your vest, sir? Yeah. Yeah, this is okay. So I guess this is a good story. So this is one of those guys that if you're walking at nighttime and you see him and you're with your kids, you grab their hands. Like, oh, 
big goatee. Like you could put a braid in it. Um, Beanie like down across the eyes, like really low. Obviously it was cold, but he had the look, he had the look of like, I will uh, snatch up your kids. Okay. I'm going to stay clear of this guy, (laughs) but the nicest guy ever, he, he made biscuits and brought them over to us. Butter oh. and like chives on the, or not chives, but like seasoning on the top. Okay. So just Super don't nice judge guy. a book by its cover. Say, I have an uncle that looks just like that. Phenomenal guy. Phenomenal guy. <laughs> yeah. He can do a backflip off a kayak into a river and then get back on the kayak. It's amazing. It's got to be the goatee. Power. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Wow. So yeah, not to steal the uh, battery talk, but no, yeah, no, no. I had a this safety is issue. The towel. So, so what it, did you leave the towel in said spot? Yeah, it's still in there. Yeah, it's still there. <laughs> nice. I, I, I said that's the towel that I used to wipe off my dipstick when I checked the oil. And then we left it at that. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, thanks. That. I'm a grown ass man. I can make my own choices. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Oh, amazing. Uh. So, uh, so well, LJ, I, there's you, a spot there. Hold yeah. on. I don't, I don't want to walk by this. Yeah, okay, don't wanna... <laughs> there's a spot right in front of the battery that fits uh, a pint of oil perfectly. Oh, yeah. Or, or, uh, and most people with 80s, you see a pint of oil in there and uh. probably a couple other random assortment yeah. of, uh, of fluids and or like Jeff wiping devices to clean yeah. off dipsticks when you're checking to make sure fluid levels are, are there. Yep. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. My wife's uh, hundred series has a gallon of antifreeze just sitting between the intake and the radiator. It's just sitting there on an angle. Cause yep. there's plenty of room. And then it has a pint of power steering fluid uh, zip tied in there just cause it had like a little seep and mm-hmm. it, I was like, I'm just going to put a thing of oil in there and then, I don't have to do anything with it. It's just there. I like it. Hasn't yeah, hasn't like leaked it. since, but it's there. And you're ready to go. Yeah. You're ready to go. It's built in. I love it. I wouldn't I like recommend it. that for off-roading though, because the bottles bounce around and then you're gonna have bottom, oil bottom. dripping all over. But yeah. Um, I would say most of the car, most of the 80 series that I've seen do that were off-road. Uh, tones 80 series at the cove. Jake Parsons always has a couple of uh fluid assortments there. Okay. Uh, do you carry fluids or you just have a, just your, I don't uh, just, your, I don't your carry towels. any fluids. No fluids. Yeah. You could do that if you wanted to. I see it. All. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't use any oil. So you don't use any oil. That's nice. Zero. Since I, when I read the head gasket, I did the all new valves okay. and everything. So it doesn't burn any oil, like, like literally zero. So that, that part's nice. And I like my thought, a unicorn knock on wood is is if i get a a leak and i need to add a court one court isn't going to be enough Mm, mm -hmm. like if i put a hole in my oil pan one court's not gonna be enough so if i have one court it's not gonna be enough to get me off the trail anyway so i'm screwed either way but if everyone i'm with has a court then we're good (laughs) yes okay that makes sense thanks guys yeah. <laughs> you're covered yeah, yeah. I, I, carry I used some to oil. carry fluids but i don't anymore this is probably a good thing to talk about too in our uh our whole okay. um, yeah, yeah. ice ice petition um but for yeah. the battery any recommendations on batteries do we want to go too deep into that depends I on mean, what you're looking for i mean you could spend all day <laughs> oh 
I yeah, feel like yeah. I just asked the asked the Facebook group <laughs> what battery I should get. <laughs> what's your what's your tires? What's your lift and tires? What size yeah. left tires should I get? Like, yeah. keyboard, asking a Facebook <laughs> overland group, oh uh, what battery should I get? <laughs> Depends on what you want. No, I, I, I like to personally, I like to separate a uh, starter from everything else. Um, it's just, just the way for me, it makes things a lot easier. And so I would never ask my starter battery to do any like deep draw or, or like extended draw items i see um, what you mean yeah so like if if my starter battery is is being used it's either you being used to turn the vehicle on or like turn it over um start right. it or it's using an accessory that needs to be running while the vehicle's running so like winch and, and lights and things like that um there are like hybrid batteries like the north star or the x2 that are uh, starting batteries plus uh, deep cycle batteries um but those can get pretty expensive um i'm not sure like i think that they're in, i want to well, say that are they're we talking more expensive than a dual battery setup no no mm-hmm. i don't know no, uh, dual- yeah so i'm looking to pack everything into one package and just put it back in the same place i took the other one out of I, I would say and do all could, the things that I shouldn't do with one battery with one battery. <laughs> <laughs> so if I want to be that guy, yeah. what do you recommend? Is it a, is the North star the guy? Is that the, is that my Huckleberry? So I, I maybe Jeff and I uh, um, kind of disagree with this. I don't, I have no idea what Jeff's thoughts are on this, but I don't like having a deep cycle battery being a crank battery because the way the chemistry works on those is that a crank battery that is specially formulated to start a vehicle. Um, it's built that way to have a very high cold cranking amps. Whereas a deep cycle battery isn't necessarily designed to do that. Uh, It's designed for low long discharges versus an all at once discharge. I'm not saying that a deep cycle can't turn over a vehicle because I think Jeff's running a, a deep so, cycle. Yeah, my, mine yeah that's deep what I'm saying. <laughs> and that's it's what like I'm saying. completely like... shot and it works yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I'm not saying a deep cycle can't do that. It's just, that's not what it's designed for, but the North star or the X2 battery is designed to be a starter battery and a deep cycle all in one. Because you can get into the chemistries and then the different type of materials or the, the different plates that they use, like AGM versus gel versus lithium versus all sorts of stuff. I'm not sure if we want to get that deep, but. I mean, I, I think we could keep it high level just because yeah. we've talked talked about it in our early, you know, couple stages of the podcast, but you can, you can put a group 31 battery, which is the one of the larger sizes. And you just need a new top bracket. So it's a, it's a cheap, you know, cheap top bracket. I don't know exactly what it is. I think, uh, I think John's running that in his, in his, yeah, he's uh, running like a three F or three eight. I don't know. I don't know what that means at all, but it's like a 95 amp hour battery. Yeah. 95 or a hundred amp hour battery. So that's double the size of what you have now. Mm -hmm. Um, He's running a group 49 H eight AGM. Group 49 H8 EGM. And that's about 100 amp hours. H8, yes. H8. Yeah. Period 8. Got it. Yeah. And and to Jeff's point, he did have to make a little spacer. Uh, I think it fits, but the the battery is a little bit stubbier 
than a normal size battery. So there's yeah. a little spacer there that I think he's just shoved a piece of wood, honestly. Um, I like that fix. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't have a piece of wood later. Yeah. We don't need a high torque. We're not like a high torque, you know, high compression engine. It's mm-hmm. pretty basic. It's not a diesel or anything. Yeah. I'm no expert. So don't quote me guys, but if you put a group 31 in there or that, that, sorry, that H eight size, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, you're going to have so much more power. You're, you're doubling the power and, and mind, mm-hmm. be mindful of the amount of capacity. So you're saying a 95 amp hour, you can only utilize half of that. Yeah. So you're only getting, you know, the what 40, 44 amp, 45 amp hours, 42.5. Yeah. 42.5. I mean that yeah that's that's exactly fifty percent but Something it's it's kind of like a curve right because with with non lithium batteries the curve uh, your voltage drops as you use it yeah and so once you get to about correct me if I'm wrong uh, Jeff but like ten volts is like your battery is like dead dead and it's like you're doing damage I mean, to it's, it yeah ten 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 five I think is like completely dead zero yeah. So like 11.2, I think is like where that 50% cutoff is. Maybe it's 11 point something. Um, but that, yeah, like I said, I don't want to get too much into the weeds on, on batteries and 12 volts. Cause you know, you're just asking what size tires and lifts do I get? So yeah, <laughs> yeah just looking can... for a Facebook, uh, group <laughs> response here. Maybe a couple links would yeah. be great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, heard new that to the group. Was, yeah. New to the group. Uh, <laughs> what size alert. lift should I put? Pick for attention. <laughs> yeah. Can I fit 33s without a lift? <laughs> oh my God. Power so KS2. yeah, let's say that group A8H, whatever it was. Yep. Uh, yep. yep. H8. So yep. that size, oh, you're gonna double, you're gonna double the capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're gonna get a lot more. The the battery that I'm running is a group 31. And I went to uh, Batteries Plus, and it's a Duracell. It came with a two-year warranty, free replacement. Um, maybe it was one year and then prorated after, but I think it was up to two years. And uh, it's worked great. I've had it for just over a year, and I I have a lot of power drains running that heater, um, fridge, mm-hmm. all my lights, and it worked great, especially this weekend with it being colder. I mean, zero issues at all. Um, no sun, you know, it, it works great. It's, it's perfect for, for what I need, but that is the only battery that does all my accessories. The starter battery is totally separate. So, you know, when you think about that, if you're going to be running fridge off of it, 24 seven for two days without starting the vehicle, you'll be fine, but carry your jumper pack with you. Yeah. Yeah. So on batteries. So I think I got my recommendation. Thanks guys. You were a very kind Facebook group. Very supportive. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, what, so let's, let's segue right on in. So your battery dies. Yep. You're in the snow. You can't leave. Uh-oh. You're going to live. You're going to make it a couple days till it cools off, warms up. After after you listen to this podcast, you should live. You should be able to live. All right. All right. So (laughs) where do we start? What do we start with here? Ooh. Provisions? Uh, Supplies? Is a topic cold weather survival? 
campaign. Uh, I mean, not like survival, but I mean, like, I mean, we're not like that serious crap. about it. Yeah. Like we're not, <laughs> you know, we're not those, <laughs> we're not those. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. Uh, but you know, if you're, you know, if you're out on a trip and your car happens to sure. break down, your batteries go, you only, you only got maybe a half a day of battery. Yeah. What do you, so what do you I'm, need to have? I'm fucked. Like, <laughs> Everything's battery for me. <laughs> my diesel heater is battery. My, my water pump, my fridge, all that, all that's battery. So I'm hosed guys. Oh, that, but that's oh, why I had three batteries on me this weekend. So three batteries. I don't have to so worry have, about have it. Have more about ba- Hey, there we go. There's one. Have There's more one. batteries. Yeah. Have, have more, more than batteries. one battery. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. That's a good <laughs> first strategy. Have more than one battery. So the dual battery setup is great because you can jumpstart yourself, which is one of the best things that I think I like because I do a lot of solo trips and being able to jumpstart yourself, my battery will die if I don't, you know, run my car for a week. Sometimes I'll leave the back hatch open to let the fridge air out or something and it'll totally kill my battery. And I just flip the switch to connect the both batteries together underneath the hood and I'm jumpstarting myself. So, you know, you can do that or you can use a jumper pack, um, jumper yep, pack yep. in the snow when it's 20 degrees, it says it works, but if you're completely dead, dead, you know, yeah. it can work, but that's, you know, if you have an older vehicle that might need to crank a little bit more or something, it yeah, might be that, a little that's scary. Something that's a good thing to have in the pack too, right? Maybe throw yeah. that in the trunk. And uh, I carry one, I carry one with me as well, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. so I carry, you know, my starter battery, my house battery, if that's what, if I remember right. And then I have the jumper pack. So I have those three batteries. Then I have an Optima yellow top in the trailer, which, you know, I could technically take out and use as my main battery or jumpstart off of it or whatever. Yep. But, yeah. but I'm a weirdo. So, <laughs> so extra batteries, a yep. battery pack is something, uh, what else? I on it. I think keeping it kind of simple. Just make sure your fuel is always mm. topped up, right? Because like, if if you, not to rag on my that's wife, often but, overlooked though. Like, like you know, yeah, right she'll run you it get all, to where you're going. Yes, go ahead, yeah. just top it off. Top make it sure up, you yeah. got everything you need. Yeah, because you know if, if it gets super super low in you know maybe the teens or something. Um, and you you can't you're you're stuck like kind of what Jeff was say if say if the campground got shut down and he couldn't get through the gate, well we were yeah yeah so like but like you could in in case of an emergency you could run your vehicle all night and stay warm you know and so like it, having say even half a tank versus a full tank, I mean you'd feel way more comfortable. Um, having the full tank and being able to just keep the heater on you. And that, yep. that's, that'll keep you alive, you know? Yeah. Overnight, so. overnight. It's not about this. It's not the same for each vehicle, but you're going to use about a quarter tank of gas mm-hmm. to run your vehicle for about 10, 10 or so hours. Yeah. Um, you know, just idling. Yeah. And make sure your uh, exhaust fumes are going away from yes. the vehicle. Yeah. Uh, very serious. That could get real yep. bad real fast. You know, so. what? Yeah. Uh, I've done that though. Slept in the, in the Land Cruiser overnight. It's mm-hmm. pretty comfortable, actually. Yeah. They're like, if you have a Land Cruiser, you know it's just like another full size bed. Uh, <laughs> yep, it is. Yep. So I think it's great. I had the car running before I went to sleep. It was nice and warm in there, and woke up. It got a little chilly. I just turned the car on and 
Warm back yeah, up. We've all we've all done it. I I've totally done it. Yeah. I've slept in in oh, the yeah. love we, it. Well, I, not in this driver's seat, but I've slept um, when we were you know very young. My wife's hundred series it wasn't built or anything, but we were camping and it was it was below. It was around thirty degrees and we had a newborn. She was 10, 11 months old. And uh, it was cold. We were cold in our tents. We didn't have enough warm stuff. We went in the car, had the sleep platform in there. And four of us slept in there overnight and started the car up, warmed it all up in there. Yeah. Did the same thing in the morning. And, you know, we did it this weekend. We were, you know, Isaac had his, you know, daughter and, and, uh, and wife in the car and they were nice and warm, you know, watching movies in there. You know, the diesel heater is, is really a blessing. Um, we use it in many more ways than just keeping ourselves warm. Um, we use it. Oh, it's another one. Diesel heater, diesel heater, diesel heater, Mm -hmm. get your diesel heater. And they're not that expensive, which is if you do, if you do it yourself, I mean, yeah, you can just buy them on Amazon and use them right out of the box. You don't, you know, we do, we don't have to. You just you just run it. Uh, that's how uh, Eric did it at the rally. He just had his just yeah mm-hmm. straight up out of the box, like <laughs> no frills, yeah, no overland anything, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but yeah, so how many different uses did you find for the diesel heater besides heating the the, the trailer? So yeah, the diesel heater is hooked up to the trailer. Um, it sits outside the trailer right now. I didn't build it in, so it's in a Pelican kind of style case. Um, the first use was after walking around your hands are cold you know you can disconnect it and warm yourself up it's cold you can put it underneath your jacket warm yourself up the second use was getting my awning back into that stupid bag that they're in which works fine when it's warm but anytime it's cold and you're trying to zip things up in a bag Mm -hmm. it ain't working so we used it to actually melt the ice off the zipper Mm. Um, it was that cold where oh, that's cool. yeah. ice was completely Dude. on the zipper. The bag was so, so hard. It wasn't flexible. And there was so much snow accumulation on the actual awning. We had to use the heater just to melt all the ice that was frozen on it. So we could mm. get it in the bag. Um, Isaac's has the, uh, Rhino rack Batwing on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the 270. 270. Yep. We couldn't even get it close to getting it in the bag i mean it was it was probably double if not triple the size because of all the snow and ice on it so we had the heater stuck in underneath and heating up each of the wings that kind of fold up inside yeah and then once that melted then we used it on the zipper because his zipper was frozen too so if we didn't have that i tried using a torch the torch was um like a, a butane torch it was it was actually starting to like melt the zipper Cause it was mm. too hot. Yeah. And, uh, we, yeah, we used that just to get the stuff back in the bag, which was mm. nice. And at one point he was using it just in the window of his car. So instead of having the car run, <clears throat> the diesel heater uses about a half a gallon of diesel for about 10, 10 ish to 12 hours. That's crazy. So it's very How efficient. efficient. That is, yeah. Very efficient. So he had it sticking just in his, um, passenger window heating up the car inside and it defrosted the window like it did all of that so if you're running low on gas it's a great tool too just for an emergency Mm -hmm. um i've used it to start a fire 
I've used oh, it because you can like stoke the fire with yeah, the, you can stoke nice. the fire with the heat. Yeah. <clears throat> and I actually use it this weekend to dry my shoes out multiple times. That's key. Um, dry out my socks, dry out my daughter's pants that were wet. Um, so we use it many different ways, which was really nice. So let's kind of explore that a little, a little bit more as to why a diesel heater is, in my opinion, the better option versus like a, a Mr. Buddy heater. So when, when a Mr. Buddy heater is, is working, it's using propane, right? Uh, and yep. typically what it does is it heats up a ceramic plate and that ceramic plate is what's emitting the heat. So it's not actually the flame that's heating things. It's heating that ceramic plate. But the problem is, is when you burn propane, it adds moisture to the air. Sure so does. your humidity goes up, but you don't want humidity when it's cold. So like, so the way, the way it was explained to me was humidity is a conductor of temperature in a sense. So if it's hot, you add more humidity, it's hotter. If it's cold, you add humidity, it's colder. And yep. so by running a propane, Mr. Buddy in a tent or whatever, and I know that's not always advised. Um, you're, you're adding that moisture, that condensation to your tent, which is just going to cool down. So it's almost counterintuitive, but what's really nice about the diesel heater is that it's dry air. And so not only will it pull out that humidity from the, the air in the area that you're sleeping or, or living or whatever it is, it won't add any moisture to the, the air, which is yeah, as important as the it. heat. Yeah. It dries yeah. it out. And so funny story on that is, um, Isaac has a rooftop tent. I forget which brand it is. It's like a clamshell. It opens up like to the side and he yeah. had his yeah heater blowing in there. Mm-hmm. And when I woke up, um, I was just checking to see if his heater was still running mm-hmm. and I could tell it was running because the roof of his tent, there was like no snow in the front half because the <laughs> heat was blowing up on it. Yeah. And it was just, it was just melting all the snow off. That's awesome. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> it's it, it's so nice to have, be able to have um, the that that functionality of a diesel heater. Um, just for for the situation that y'all were in, not not only just like fall and winter camping, but like legitimate almost survival sort of situation. Because I mean, he has three bodies in that that small tent, so I imagine they would have been fine with proper layering and proper you know, properly rated bags. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it makes it so much more comfortable, you know, the, the comfort level of it is for me and, you know, I'm, I'm fine going all out by myself. Yeah. Um, but what I haven't, what, what, what is hard is when you're with your kids and they're saying that they're cold Yeah, and you're like, okay, I don't know what I should do. Like, yeah. I don't, I just don't know what, what, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's hard to, it's hard to explain that to, to say, you know, well, you're not going to get warm tonight. So it's like, it was really nice. <laughs> you to, can't just say tough it out, you know? Yeah. It so it's really nice, nice having to, that functionality of, of having that diesel heater. Uh, exactly. Because I mean, you know, us three know that in order to, to be in cold weather, uh, it's, it's all about layering, right? Um, mm-hmm. You base layer, mid layer, top layer. But, Kids don't necessarily understand that they don't necessarily, they, they don't understand that. Right. Don't, yeah. And so 
you know the and plus it's I, I imagine it's a, it's a it's a struggle to try to keep them in three layers of clothing and they're wanting to play in the snow which gets all the layers wet and things like that so having a, a diesel heater that you can turn on real quick and then heat up whatever living space you're in um, is so awesome and I do bring a backup because I do rely on that diesel heater. Yeah. So with everything, I do have a backup and my backup is a buddy heater, Mr. Buddy yeah. heater. Mm-hmm. And I have the adapter to adapt it to my large. Oh, your tank. five pound or 10 pound or whatever. You I got. think it's a 10 nice. pound, 10 or 11 pound. It's, it's about half the size of a, maybe a third of the size of a, a big one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a good size and and it'll run a buddy heater for probably at least two days, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, if the one pound bottles do six hours or so. Yeah. So I always have a backup just because. Sure. Um and you know, you never you don't want to be left without anything. You never know the person next to you. And I think that's what like the the overlanding thing is that we're all prepared. Mm-hmm. We all bring the same stuff so we all can help out each other. Um, yeah. What's that but, saying? Two is one, one is none. Um, yeah. So, and that's, yep. that's, that's good words to live by. So I think of it like being on a boat, right? If you're on a boat out in the middle of the ocean, mm-hmm. you know, everything on, on boats is dual is, um, is redundant, redundant. right? You have yeah. mm-hmm. typically two engines, two starting systems, two separate batteries. You have all these separate things. Yeah. Two sets of navigation just for that reason. Mm-hmm. And, um, having that, you know, when you're off the grid is, is, is really good. Um, oh, yeah. two sets of navigation, you know, a separate tablet mm-hmm. from your phone, um, because you could drop your phone and crack your screen here. It isn't as hard because there's not as many like far remote areas that yeah. you would get lost. But, um, when I used to go to the deserts in San Diego, you could be far out. And not really, you could get spun or spun around. Yeah. So I'd always have the tablet separate from the phone. Um, and then you could get out. But yeah. Um, one thing that I do really want to add to my list of, of tech is one of the spot messengers. Nice. Uh, yeah. Because we had no service up there or a WeBoost. Um, I, I think one or the other or uh, the spot would probably be number one. We boost would be number two. Yeah. But just to be able to message because my wife, you know, we went up there and I was like, yeah, I'll check in, but the load, the road was closed and uh, we couldn't check in. So that, yeah. that is a big negative. Yeah, definitely. And there's, there's uh, so I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I've, I run the Garmin inReach. Uh, I like that because I can, I can text and message on the device itself. Uh, but that's an expensive device and you can get something like the spot. And there's another brand uh, that has recently hit that uses like a, a phone interface. So whether it be Android or iOS, yeah, it uses that as like the texting service. And it's really just like a little puck uh, to get you that, that satellite connectivity. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, now I do have a question for the diesel heaters. What, what's involved? Because when I, when, when I looked at some of them, some of them were like fourteen hundred dollars, fifteen hundred dollars. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I know that y'all there. didn't pay that much for those. Now these are complete kids. That yeah, and, and 
these are like complete kits that it's literally you pick it off the shelf and, and hook it up to the battery and run. Uh, but I know that, you know, being us being bankrupt overland, we're not going to spend fifteen, seventeen hundred dollars oh, no. for this. So I'm kind of curious what goes into building your own diesel heater. Harbor freight is part of the conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, uh, where, where do you want to start? I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so did I, I just I asked a Facebook question too. Is, is that what did. I just did? Damn it. <laughs> no, not as bad as, not as bad as what battery should have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the battery uh, that fits your vehicle, dumbass. <laughs> I don't know who that's the auto parts guy. Fuck. <laughs> AutoZone. Dural ass gold. Come on, guys. <laughs> Ever start. So to to break it down, there is the original diesel type heater, which is the Wobasto. Yeah, okay. I think it's a German company. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very high end, obviously built good. Yeah. Um, imagine like the Wobasto is the Toyota okay. and the diesel heaters that we're running is the Nissan. Sorry, mm. Nissan guys. <laughs> it works. Like a, but... It'd be like a Porsche since it's from, uh, <laughs> from Germany. Are Porsches from Germany? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. German, and they're actually maybe, super reliable. Or would they be the uh, VW of, uh, <laughs> of the diesel heater? The diesel gate. Diesel gate. I like it. <laughs> so can, we, can we call them VW? The VWs. <laughs> Just for the so, storage purposes. <laughs> you buy the you buy the Porsches for Porsche. nine hundred, or you buy the VWs for about one hundred and fifty, give or okay. take. Um, so far, I'm liking the VWs. Right. Yeah, for yeah. the one hundred and fifty <laughs> range, you can buy one that is like a kit where you can mount it into your vehicle, mm-hmm. your van, put it underneath the seat of your camper, or you can spend around one hundred and seventy, one hundred and eighty. And buy one that comes with a, a steel box and it has the gas tank built in. So literally all you do is hook it up to a battery. Okay. And you're ready to go outside out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um once you once you make the decision of which one you want to buy, if you buy the kit ones, then you can put it into like a harbor freight pelican case, okay. which you can put the gas tank inside there and it makes it a little bit more mobile, makes it kind of waterproof-ish. Um, I'll have to disagree on putting the gas tank inside the Pelican case from experience. I might say, uh, is if your tank isn't, um, spill proof, you'll, you're going to get diesel fuel inside of this tank and then inside your Pelican case. And then the diesel actually pulls the air from the Pelican case to, supply the hot air and then your air smells like diesel fuel that's what happened to me uh that's bro that's so so i'm currently redesigning you can fix it yeah i was was just gonna put the gas tank on the outside i was just gonna like move it so if you hook up the air intake to the outside of the case so it doesn't suck air from inside then you're good but yes the, the the gas tanks that they come with are cheap um you can kind of do it multiple I mean, different like, ways. There's like a hole in it in the top. It's like a bit hole. I mean, I think it's supposed yeah. to be there. It's not like it's an accident, but I guess I could like cover that. But then do you have? It's like, not made to go off roading with the yeah, tank. That kind of affects things a little bit too, doesn't it? So I just typically <laughs> keep my tank like pretty empty, and I bring a gas can with me. Yeah, 
But yeah, I was thinking for, what if my for car our list was just diesel, that'd be a lot easier. I wouldn't have to carry oh, yeah. gas tank with me. You just plumbed just, right in there. Yeah. For the listeners, about 200 bucks, you can get yourself a Pelican case from Harbor Freight. It's the knockoff Apache. And you can buy yourself a diesel heater and, you know, a three banana job. All for $200? About like 200 both. bucks. Yeah. Okay. About 200 bucks. So you it's spend not a little more money. You could also buy a diesel car and not have to carry a gas tank with you that smells. Okay. That's, that's, that's a great idea, too. That's a phenomenal idea. That seems a, a diesel little more cruiser. expensive. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. Uh, yeah. That kind of takes out of the budget, doesn't it? <laughs> sounds, sounds, sounds like if a good If you option. really want to bankrupt someone, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, they are great, though. I, I do like yeah. it when, when I, didn't spill diesel fuel all inside of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it kind of ruined it for me for a second, but <laughs> they are, they are really, it is really nice to have that set up because it, it doesn't pull a lot of power. Yeah. Uh, run it off a of Jackery. You run it off, you know, your, nice. your car or whatever yeah. works. Um, and yeah, it gives you warm air. So I heard uh, that. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you were, you were getting it. Oh, I was, I was, I was yeah. so I heard, heard that like the, the initial startup of like getting the glow plugs hot, uh, takes a little bit of power. Um, so uh, 10 I'm, amps, 10 amps. Okay. Okay. So that's not as bad as I initially, I, I mean, that is a lot of power. That would be a fifth of my, my house battery. Um, but it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So, so it's 10 amps only for about two minutes, two, oh. three minutes. Very short amount of time. Once that glow plug gets hot, it goes back down and you don't. Uh, yeah. Then you're pulling about one amp, one amp per hour. So to oh, give you an idea, cool. Steve, yeah, I, I went into the weekend with my, my yellow top Optima, which is a 45 amp hour, 55 amp hour battery. So there's about 20 amp hours. Yeah. Usable. Um, we ran the lights on the outside of the trailer. We ran the lights on the inside of the trailer, which take each one takes about one amp per hour. Mm-hmm. Um, we charged tablets, we charged phones and the first night, and we ran my diesel heater for about 12 to 14 hours. And the first night I was about 55%. Oh, so you used 10 hours in the, or 10 amps in the first night doing yeah, all about, of those things about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's not bad. So it's not a ton. No, um, no. And the second night I had a couple of issues with the heater where it was turning off. So I had to start it up like two or three times. Mm, so okay. it actually pulled more power than, sure. you know, normal, but mm-hmm. it, it doesn't take too much. If you have a normal car battery, let's just say your hundred series battery. If you start your rig up mm-hmm. at nighttime, you get the heater going with the battery, with mm-hmm. the car on, you're not going to pull any of that power. Right. Because right. it's going to put yeah. it right back into there. Let the car run for about 10 minutes, mm-hmm. turn the car off, and then you're only pulling about one amp per hour. And, you know, if you think that's about it, cool. you're 10 hours, yeah. 10 amps. And that, that's depending on what you run it at. Sure. Just estimating your normal mm-hmm. car batteries, you know, 50 amp hour. So you got 15 more amp hours of battery left. Yeah. And that's, that should be more than enough to crank the car in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Okay, that's good to know because I was I was kind of hesitant uh, once I heard how much because I mean big big diesel trucks use two batteries to start the truck and so obviously that's not a comparison but I thought it was going to be more like thirty amps to to get it oh, going. Oh yeah, no. And way. I was like, that's a lot. So. It's just for a glow plug. It's just for a glowing wire, pretty right. much. Okay, um, that's, cool. That's all it's for. 
Nice. I think that that might be the next thing that I want to do, man. I mean, it seems super versatile. I mean, I know that you've used it a ton in your garage, Jeff. Oh yeah. I've, I've probably burned probably 20, 20 or so gallons to the thing. Yeah. So I run it in my basement garage. I've ran it in my, my main garage when we had a holiday party, a Halloween party, it was raining and snowing during like COVID. Yeah. So we had everyone just like in the garage because the kids wanted to play. Sure. And I heated my three car garage with it. Okay. Wow. Um, Now. Okay. So then there is another question. I did. I've done a little research, so I'm not like, I'm not completely new to this, but there's like a kilowatt rating, right? Like there's a five kilowatt and a, or an eight. Is it an eight and a 10 or a five and a 10 kilowatt? It's an eight and a five. Eight and a five. So should I yeah. do, and I'm just right now, I would just be trying to heat uh, a tent, like a rooftop tent. Uh, so five there, there's like a two, there's a two kilowatt one that you can okay. get from like AliExpress. If you get one of those, it's half the size. Okay. And it obviously puts out half the air, but if you're just heating up a rooftop tent, mine and my trailer, I run it. The, the way that it works is it has the Hertz Hertz is the amount of pumps per second. Yeah. And that's the fuel um, pump. That's pumping. a fuel pump. That yeah. That's what controls it, right? Just like a yeah. diesel car. The fuel pump is what controls it, yeah. not the air. Yeah. So the Hertz goes from 1.8 to about five. And so, nothing in between. And no, no, it, you can go up, oh, and, okay, okay. up in like a tenth each time. Yeah. Um, I typically run mine around two to two and a half in the trailer. Okay. okay. In the tent, I did two and a half to three sometimes. It was really yeah. cold in the in the big gazelle tent. Yeah. But I've never ran it on five consistently. Mm, okay. I've never ran it on high, besides like trying to heat up my garage quicker. Yeah. So I mean, and you don't need all that. And do you use like a, a cigarette plug or how do you, I do you have, have yours it, wired? I have mine ran on an Anderson plug. I was going to, okay. I was going to say everything's Anderson. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything's Anderson. So I can plug in on my trailer Anderson. I can plug in my inverter, my compressor. Mm-hmm. Um, all the stuff is the same Anderson plug. It's a 50 nice. amp Anderson. Mm-hmm. You got a, you got a face on you, LJ. Yeah, I'm, I was just I was having a random thought that made nothing no comparable sense to what you were just <laughs> talking about. But I was curious how many people still call them cigarette lighters because that's what I inherently call it. But I'm I pretty do. sure there's a name for it that's not cigarette lighters that yeah. the world may be calling it now. I have heard an old guy socket. Oh, maybe. Oh, I bet like, that's what. Like it... nowadays, like what would you what would they call that in a car? Like, is that, it's not a cigarette lighter. That's not how they're marketing it now. Surely. Right. I don't think so, but I don't know it any other way. As you said that, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I know what a cigarette lighter is, but yeah. like, what is that actually called? Here we go. What I is the 12 volt socket? What is the 12 volt socket in a car? The 12 volt socket is also known as a cigarette lighter or 12 volt auxiliary power outlet. Ox, mm. ox power. Okay. I mean, my, my 80 series still has ashtrays in it. So I oh, mean, mine has same ashtrays in the third row like <laughs> the japanese it's like, what's this love for? the smokes yeah it's like ashtray for yeah. what people smoke cigarettes people smoke cigarettes to cars i'm like they did <laughs> they did i remember yeah. days where people would smoke in the car the bar- windows would barely cracked mm-hmm. just just enough to where you know you weren't breathing it in directly oh, from them 
Yep. <laughs> you... <laughs> well, yep. I turned out all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're good. Yeah, minus a few things. Yeah. Just a few. I'll take a few. Yeah. <laughs> uh, diesel heater, communication device. Yeah. I think that's huge if you're going out. Yeah. Doing some winter. Uh, winter exploring yes i mean at least a gmrs radio because i mean i i probably could i use so yeah i guess i didn't tell you about this so i did use the gmrs to pull the weather Ah, Um, and i I posted a a clip on my story of move to cleared areas high winds can bring down trees move to low areas of your house (laughs) it was like the you know the voice of the yeah the weather which always it, makes it 10 times worse <laughs> it sounds super creepy and yeah. it was just like oh my god i i it sounds like it sounds like the purge the movie that yeah. purge, whatever <laughs> and you're just like please no yeah so yeah i remember I, I had that going and it just it just gets you going when you hear that sound i've got a a, a good one Resulting in power outages. Yep. Exactly why. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's we're we're familiar with that, especially tornado season. You hear that yeah. all the time here in the southeast. Dude's voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Another little tip uh, about going, whether it be just going somewhere while it's bad weather or winter camping, or just camping in general. Let let someone know where you're going, how long you'll be yeah. there, when you're supposed to be back. Because if you slide off the road and 12 hours later, someone's expecting you home, at least they can say, hey, police officer or dispatch, this person should have been home six hours ago. This is where they're going. This should be the roads are on. And they can start searching for you because tons of times with search and rescue, people don't know where to start, you know, and uh, I think just letting someone know where you're going. Another good addition to that question is what in your vehicle would you use to make an SOS sign right now? You can't add anything to it than you normally would add when you go camping. And how would you make an SOS sign if you were stuck and you had to, uh, you know, get notice out there and you had no communication? Damn, that's good. I Because some guys had that happen like a week ago where they were found. Because they had made a big SOS where they were at, but they had been like camping and gotten, you know, lost contact. So I just thought about that. Like, wow, what, what do you have? I'm saying this to give a little yeah. time to think about it. So you want to go ahead and prepare while yeah. saying these words. <laughs> I think uh, I got one. I think I got one. You got yeah, one? So, you got one? so I keep, yeah, I keep uh, quite a few things in my vehicle at all times. Uh, I have a bright green uh, kinetic snatch strap from Iron Man four by four, but I also keep a giant blue tarp uh, in my vehicle at all times. I just think it's mm-hmm. super handy. Plus, I used to own a Jeep, so I'm used to shit breaking <laughs> on the side of the road. So, uh, <laughs> so like I, I just always kept it in there. But I could use the tarp and you know the the, the recovery gear that I have yeah. to at least make a giant SOS sign. Um, and I also have GMRS uh, in my vehicle hooked up all the time. So uh, I would be set there, but to make a SOS sign, that's probably what I would use. I don't have a all mirror. Right. I guess you could break out a mirror, like your, your side view mirror or your rear view mirror and use that as a signal. There you go. Yeah. Flash, that's another, flash I didn't even think about that. That's another thing to use as well as yeah, mm-hmm. use a mirror. That's nifty. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jeff? You got so it, you got I, it figured out? I always have like 12 flashlights in my car. Um, 
which <laughs> the ones that I do have have the SOS mode on them mm. or the beacon uh. mode. And one of the ones that I carry in there, um, it, he totally it threw lasts, us for a loop. Threw us for a loop. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it um, it lasts for a long time, and you can do beacon <laughs> mode. And it was like you're having a rave party of it. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it burns you. Um, so that has a beacon mode and like a strobe mode and everything. Um, nice. So that's my number one tool because it, it does the beacon mode and it'll last. I think for like two or three days and it just does a one second flash. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can see it forever. Um, So I have that. And then I do have, I do carry tarps with me. Um, But the tarp I have in there is a camouflage tarp. So (laughs) (laughs) mine's bright blue. So it's, (laughs) yeah, that wouldn't work. Um, I do have toe straps and stuff, but um, I do typically carry, those like orange cheap Home Depot Harbor Freight straps. So I have probably mm-hmm. 10 of oh, them like in my car. Yeah. You could use those to do an SOS on the ground or, or write it out. But I never, I never crossed my mind until Steve said that to use the, uh, like a, you know, toe strap, something like that. Like that. They're usually yeah. brightly colored, you know, mm-hmm. just for visibility. So, yeah, I got a tree saver. Mm-hmm. I got the kinetic strap and I have a, you know, old yellow toe, old yellow toe strap. You got to have an old yellow in there. Uh, oh man. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I'd, so I'd use those. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of other things I have that are really bright. I think those are the main bright things that I have. I guess I was thinking of this. It's like, man, LJ, you're kind of fucked, bro. You might, you might be sitting out there and your green land cruiser yeah. in the woods. Nobody finding you. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're going to be hosed. Just blends right into the trees. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else? So, what else you got? SOS. So we talked about SOS. Oh, we talked about yep. communications. We talked about staying warm. Yep. Um, the, the fact of the tarp, Steve, and I carry a, a tarp as well as a shelter. Um, you know, if you, if you do, yep. let's say crash in your vehicle or something, and you need to make a shelter, mm-hmm. having a tarp, um, is a good option. Yeah. Um, but typically what, what us overlanders do, if you're in a vehicle, then you're usually with your vehicle. So you mm-hmm. could always make a shelter in there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, but if you crash and a window breaks out, you don't want to be dealing with the elements. So at least you'd have a tarp to cover up a window yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So duct tape you always got to carry duct tape in your vehicle yeah you never know when you're going to lose a fender or a fender flare and need to tape it back on yeah yeah i, I would put duct tape right next to first aid kit as yeah, important i can see that yeah you know yeah i mean there's endless amounts of possibilities you can do i mean yeah it, it's it's essentially another tool in your tool belt it's no yeah. different than carrying a, a ratchet yeah set, if, you know? if you're going to go out of your way to put a first aid kit in your land cruiser you should have a some duct tape in there as well yeah fresh yeah. roll brand new Fre- roll. A, fr- a fresh roll and maybe get some bright green duct tape so that way you have there something you else to possibly yeah. make an sls sign out of yeah yeah that works i like uh, it well uh, I, I'm not sure if you're going to make it through two days in the wilderness after listening to us, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you're going to be pretty comfortable if you're out camping, uh, yeah. and it's cold. 
<laughs> and you might get out. I, I I don't know. I don't know if I trust this group to to get you through two days and survive. I don't either. <laughs> I can get you through there. I have confidence. I mean, if anything, we can domer my ass, but never mind. I will not go there. <laughs> uh, we're talking a couple days here, Steve. We're talking. We're not going to donner party anything. <laughs> <laughs> Donner party of 12. Your dinner's ready. Your table's ready. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. man. Are we going to end on that one? Yes. Is that the one we end on? Oh, my God. That's funny. Well, I don't. Season two has gotten wild. (laughs) Y'all, welcome to the ride. It's going to be a fun one. 